0: So it's june 2nd 2022 and welcome to the s rank media club your experts on excellence making the world a less lonely place i'm colton wallace joined by my co-host quinn foster
1: how's it going guys quinn and Kudro. how's it going everyone
0: so today on the show uh we're going to be talking about our gaming history um kind of to give you guys a basis of where our gaming tastes lie. And we're going to discuss our signature S rank rating system. And then once we do that, we'll talk a little bit about the halo TV series that just came out on paramount recently and some new, uh, Sonic frontiers footage that just got released yesterday. So, um, I mean, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, we're going to be doing this, uh, Thursdays at nine. Uh, thanks for joining us for the inaugural episode here um so kind of first thing we want to do is dive into a bit of our gaming history um so i guess quinn do you want to start with your gaming history
1: yeah i can go first um if you can't tell i'm the youngest if you're watching the video um (laughs) i'm the youngest here on the podcast so my uh taste is probably a little different than both um colton and kudrow but i i started gaming um kind of with the game boy advance first, um, playing games like uh, super Mario world, um, and then the third generation Pokemon games, um, uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Um, and I'm hoping I can bring a little bit of a different perspective, a younger perspective to the, to the chat. Um, and so from the game game boy, I moved on to the GameCube. Um, lots of Nintendo in our household growing up. So we had the GameCube played, um, Lots of Mario Kart, Double Dash, um, games like that, Mario Party. Um, and then we got a Wii. So then that was like, I think, right around 2008 when I think every household, you know, in America bought a Wii for, for their kids. So I was part of that. Um, and then the first console I ever purchased was Xbox 360. And I did a lot of uh, sports gaming. So I did played a lot of FIFA um, um, and then a few um, FPS um, games like call of duty um and then as i got older and you know started making it on my own i bought my first pc and now i'm enjoying life on pc so um lots of lots of different experiences and i'm excited to to get started gotcha. so. so
0: i also played some uh pokemon games i was like obsessed but i was obsessed with red and blue and then yellow and then a little bit of silver and gold but so I kind of had that same experience with an earlier generation of Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it's a little, I I'm those a little young for yeah. those, but, right. um, but yeah, so excited. Yeah.
0: Kudro, what about you? What's your gaming history?
1: Mm.
2: Well, as for me, I mean, I guess I'll have to show my age a little bit here, as Quinn kind of alluded to. Uh, I kind of started off with the original Nintendo and the uh, Sega Genesis, uh, playing like the original Sonic games, uh the original Mario. Uh uh skip to the Game Boy after that, kinda like what you guys were talking about. I played a lot of Pokemon. I did play red and blue, probably spent the most time with the uh, yellow version and gen one, gen two, uh Gen two is probably where I spent the most time in gaming period. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I replayed uh Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Crystal. I played think I played through gold once. Oddly enough. Uh, after that, like I didn't have too many consoles growing up. Like I completely skipped the like the GameCube, the Super Nintendo, the N64. I ended up somehow going from the Sega Genesis to the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And then that became my uh, that started my lifelong love of JRPGs. So playing uh let me see here, final Final Fantasy seven. I think, was the first JRPG I ever played uh but the entire final fantasy series lunar wild arms for anyone who remembers those games uh play i'd say playstation 2 was like i mean kingdom hearts was a standout mm-hmm. uh final fantasy 10 uh see here jump went, jumped to the xbox playing like halo and such uh but now nowadays uh I've probably moved more to like the action RPGs, so like I've I've spent a ton of time with the Souls games. Uh Witcher Three, Hollow Knight, just to name a few games that I've kind of played in recent memories. Uh I still do love I still do love turn based. I still go back to still go back to one occasionally when it catches my eyes, but I feel like uh action RPGs is kinda of where my life is right now.
0: Yeah, I can't attest Kudro is very good at the Souls games. I also play them, but he's a bit better. Um, so myself, uh, my gaming history goes back to kind of with Kudrow. I played NES as a child um, and then beyond that, I had an SNES in the house after that, which I played a lot of like Super Mario World um, and I loved that game. But then um, I had friends that had a Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, so I played different games with them. Like I remember playing Mortal Kombat 2, I think, with one of my friends and the um, there was like a Spider-Man side-scroll fighting game that I loved um so i had exposure to a lot of different things but then the n64 was like the first console that i remember anticipating and being aware of and like i was so excited when i got that super nintendo i still remember getting the super nintendo and i remember playing wave race 64 and super mario um, 64 um then after that i was always involved in some generation of consoles so um I got really into uh, Pokemon, red and blue, like I told you, Quinn, and silver and gold. And then I kind of fell off Pokemon after that, but not RPGs. Um, I got super into Diablo 1, because some store person never like warned my mom that I was getting Diablo 1. So as a child, I got Diablo 1, and it, I remember being like messed up. I'm like, this is wild, but it was so fun. I, I've loved loot games ever since then. Um Following that, um, I got into at a GameCube, um, played an extensive amount of Super Smash Bros. Melee um, with Kudro, actually. Good, good uh, times. Yeah. And then uh, me and a few of my friends got obsessed with Fantasy Star Online. And then I've carried that obsession to this day. Um, but that that was Fantasy Star Online like addicted me even more to like looter RPG games. Uh, and I still kind of love those. Uh, um, my favorite character. So, question from the chat: Who's your favorite character in Super Smash Bros? Um, if we're talking melee, I'd probably say I would always play Luigi, Marth, and um, Young Link. Kudra, I know you have some favorite melee characters. Who would? Who is? Who are yours?
2: Uh, melee. That's, melee. I remember playing uh, Mario and Link mostly. Mm-hmm uh later versions of uh smash bro so uh brawl and our uh, most recently ultimate i'm a uh, toon link main
0: okay gotcha yeah i think I, was... I i didn't play a ton of those so i still kind of kept a lot of like luigi um and marth but yeah quinn what were you gonna
1: say i was i was just gonna say i was gonna be worried if someone said kirby or or, <laughs> or jigglypuff um... was
0: it, wasn't Meta Knight like a band character in the yeah
1: in Brawl he yeah he got banned. Um I was a uh a fox. Oh I like to play Fox but um yeah but yeah so or Luigi Luigi was good as well. Gotcha. Um, So but yeah so
0: for me after the GameCube um end of high school and most of college I, I was I still played some games but I wasn't really into gaming as much. Um like I still played a lot of like Halo with friends um, But I, I picked up a couple games along the way, like I remember playing Skyrim, Final Fantasy 13, but I wasn't as like involved with gaming and um, I didn't follow gaming as much. But then um, once I got out of college, <coughs> excuse me, once I got out of college, um, I built a PC and I kind of slowly got back into gaming because the PC was for messing around with music production. But I'm like, oh, well, I want a game, too. So I bought a graphics card for it. And I, sl- I, like, I slowly got into it to the point where I was only playing on PC eventually. Um, so from like 2012, 2013 on, I mostly played on PC. Um, and I've gotten really deep into just the uh, culture of games, and I just follow all kinds of games, and I find it very interesting. Even the ones I don't play, I just kind of follow a lot of it. Um, and. Now I find myself more discerning about the games I want to play, but I I still kind of enjoy trying out a bunch of different ones. Um, That's kind of what led me to want to do this podcast is just my love for gaming and just like trying all different kinds of games and giving new ones a chance. Um, My top genres now really have become like the best way I can describe it is games with a depth of RPG stats plus like character building and loot um i also like competitive multiplayer turn-based strategy but i'm open to trying different things like i just recently i always felt like i was terrible at fighting games and then i don't know three weeks ago i saw mortal kombat 11 was free on or not free but it was on game pass so i was already in on the cost so i just started playing it and turns out i'm having a lot of fun with it so maybe i'll just really dive into fighting games um Anyway, so that kind of covers our individual gaming history. Um, so the next thing we want to talk about to kind of set a basis for uh, this show is defining how we're going to like rate things. We just want to be able to give a numeric rating to things to either compare them or just to arbitrarily assign numbers because it's fun. Um, so We're gonna have uh, our signature S rank rating system, which it's basically a seven point system where F is zero and the top is S. And additionally, we're gonna try to have a few additional rules to make the ratings more meaningful. So an A plus rating is, is an amazing, amazing game, but S should be reserved for things that are the absolute top tier. So you can think of an A as a five out of five experience an A plus is like a tinge above like a five out of five. And then an S plus is like the ultimate top tier, like top tier in the field. And then um, it'll function as a current day system. So podcast members are allowed to revise their scores if they find a reason to in the future, like say a multiplayer game that kind of develops over time. You know, like you can like it, like it, it can develop into a better game over the course of a year. And then you come back and say, actually, this is a lot better now. I, I want to revise kind of how this is. I rate this. Um, and then, for example, we reserve the right to base our experience in the now and not on how the landscape was when the media originally released. So if we play, if you were to go back and play Goldeneye, obviously Gold, a first-person shooter game doesn't necessarily hold up as well. And the reason to apply ratings in like the current day is because if you go back to pick up a game, you're going to be playing it in the basis of a current day. So I can't recommend you go play GoldenEye right now. I think it's not gonna feel good. But when the N64 came out, like it was so much fun. But now that you've had experience with all these shooters with way better kind of controls, I can't say that's a good experience to go back to. Um, And then I think think I'd like to track all our scores somewhere. I haven't figured out exactly how we're gonna do that, but just to have like a record of it so we can hold each other accountable for arbitrary numbers that we gave in the past. (laughs)
1: That's a good idea.
0: So yeah, that kind of describes our system. Um, So to kind of walk through that, I figured we could walk through the ranks and talk about what games we would put at each rank to kind of give more definition to the whole system. Um, I think we'll start bottom up. Sound good to you guys?
1: Um, Sure. You wanna go Kudro? Go ahead.
0: Well, I, th- I think we can talk through the rings. Like we can start at the F tier. Okay. So we can talk about something that would be in the F tier. And I can tell you something that's clearly in the F tier. Easy. Almonds.
1: Mm, that's just a bold, bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an almond fan personally, but.
0: So I'm, I'm specifically talking almonds, the nut, not almond milk or almond butter. Right. Those, those right. Are fine. Almonds, the nut, that's F tier. There's so you could have pecans, walnuts. I mean, there's so many better choices.
1: I, I have to disagree, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you're entitled to your own opinion. Obviously, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is for the this is for the um to show how it's done, right? So yeah, my, okay. my F tier is uh, seafood because I I don't like seafood. Just so. all you're
0: you're just blanketing
1: seafood all into yeah. the F tier.
0: Yep wow no- nothing like creeps up a little bit what about fake
1: candy? i i can i can do shrimp but seafood okay. is is uh it's just all f tier okay yeah. I, mean, I,
0: I appreciate the bold way to just take all seafood and put it in <laughs> tier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know for for me it's uh i guess kind of going along with a the nut theme is walnuts i i can't stand them texture taste they're it terrible feels like a
0: personal attack on me you're like i'm trying to bring down almonds so you come back at me with
1: walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know i think i think like uh nuts in general function as more of like a a side item for you don't usually eat just raw raw nuts right like i mean I, I I eat yep. raw almonds, <laughs> but eat raw nuts. but you put it in a salad or something like that, right? So it kind of depends on the nuts. I, like, I, I could take I, a handful yeah. of peanuts and eat those. That's true. That's true.
0: I don't think they'd so. have a
1: seasoning on them, though. They'd have salt on them for sure, though. If you're eating peanuts,
0: dude, you can totally eat plain walnuts or plain pecans. They're delicious. I do but not kudro. Um. <laughs> All <laughs> right, <laughs> so I guess from there we'll kind of move into like. Um, other low tier items. So for me, I can say uh, like hot dogs. I put those in the D tier. Um, and then, you know, another game I put in the I put this in the E tier. That would be Extreme G Three Racing for the GameCube. And that was that might be a little more personal. Um, it was a game that I remember as a child. I was going. To, I was I was allowed a birthday present, and I got to pick out a game for my birthday, and. I was thinking about buying Cell Damage, which I had rented before, and that's like a car battling game, and that was like, I knew that um, was good because I had rented and played it, but I saw this other game, it was XG3 Racing, and it was like, had some pretty anime girl on it or something, and like she had a motorbike, and I'm like, I like racing games. So I got that instead, and, um, and I, hated it. I hated it. Oh. And uh just not it, i guess it was really hard too and like really like if you didn't win the races you couldn't play the other tracks. so it just was very it was a very hard game and i think i just wasn't at that age i wasn't good enough to beat it um so I, ever since then i've always like despised the game is like because i was like shit i should have got cell damage i knew that was a good game but then i got this other game that i don't even really like so yeah
1: like the difficulty slider
0: no i i no,
1: no, (laughs) it's a hard game
0: so because of that it's an e i can't rate it any higher um any other low tier items you guys want to highlight
1: i don't really have i couldn't really come up with anything yet but i'm sure i'll come up with something um i mean right now i I have at d i have watermelon because i'm not a fan of watermelon which i know is is an unpopular opinion, but um, in terms of uh, gaming and and uh, entertainment stuff, I I don't have anything that fits that tier as of yet. So, gotcha. I
0: mean, I don't love watermelon either. I could I could see that as kind of a low tier item. Uh,
2: I I think I I feel like I put watermelon in at least a C, but uh, oh, as far as low tier items like uh, things I've watched recently, like uh, the Morbius movie, I. <laughs> that was that was really bad i've been kind, of, kind of waffling between a d and an e for it but it's uh it was not good
0: so what made you go see morbius like i maybe i'll watch it at some point but you went to the theater to see it obviously cuz it's that's the only place it is not correct
2: I believe so. Oh well, I think it's out on uh, I think you can get it out oh, on like digital you know. now, but yeah, I, I did go see it in theaters. And the reason I went to go see it in theaters was because I saw it had all these terrible reviews and so I'm just you kinda like
0: because it had terrible reviews.
2: Yeah, I, I genuinely <laughs> thought it's like there's no way this movie can be as bad as they're as they're making it out to be. And yeah. then I saw it and I was like, Well,
1: I was wrong. Wow, it's Morbin time.
0: <laughs> I mean, without spoiling the movie, can you what is there any way to describe like what makes it so terrible is it just bad acting is the plot bad is there is there anything that stands out as terrible specifically
2: i i feel like the villains Um, uh, i mean okay i'm gonna try to avoid spoilers here i the villain really didn't do it for me it's kind of like um uh, like the villain's motivation like he's so mm-hmm. he I, I don't know. How, I don't know how I can explain this without spoilers. Basically, it's like one minute he's an okay dude, the okay. next minute he's just this. He, he's just evil. <laughs> so
0: I think um, the friends did something like that.
2: Now I will say too Now I, the one thing I will say is that, ironically enough, the villain is probably part of what made the movie because he was like really fun to watch. Okay. But his motive, he's probably the only fun part of the entire movie, to be honest. But like motivation, like the writing, the mm. writing in general is just really bad. It really does feel like the, um, it really just feels like the movie itself didn't have a ton of passion put into it. Like it was literally just made to set up future projects, and especially like the connection that they're making, af- like the after credit scene, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever.
0: I gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I guess with that, we'll move into like kind of describe our middle tier games all right middle tier entertainment um <clears throat> for me uh a game that i'd put in the uh c plus tier would be uh code vein which code vein is uh I, what it's been referred to as an anime dark souls and um, code vein <clears throat> to describe why it's in the c plus tier it 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 is the combat is okay but it 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 doesn't really have a lot of different feeling combat every enemy in the game it feels like just does 360 damage moves like when you play dark souls some enemies feel like they have obscenely like complicated patterns where they do full 360 moves but a lot of times in dark souls you fight bosses and they have certain patterns and certain kind of ways to play around them In Code Vein, I felt like every boss just did full 360 spins and I had to dodge roll everyone no matter what. That was the way to beat everyone until you got to the last one when you had to play a completely different game or else you weren't going to beat it. Um, But in the end, it was fun, like the the systems were okay. Like it had cool ideas where you had these blood codes that would define your abilities, but they didn't always feel so useful. And it just kind of felt like a lot of the enemies functioned as the same so it was decent and then if i'm staying in the souls like category move up to the b plus tier that's where i'd put the surge 2 and the surge 2 is a game where you're fighting other like robot creatures and you can cut their body parts off and make your own body parts and upgrade them and the surge 2 does a better job of like the upgrade system and kind of making your character feel evolving in a way, and the abilities feel cooler, and the weapons feel a little better than I would say Code Vein does. Um, But the Surge 2 kind of falls flat on the bosses, because there's not that many bosses. And then, like, the coolest boss in the game, I would say, um, is, like, this tiger thing you fight, and you fight him six times, I think. Like, just different versions of him. But the bosses are just not varied enough. And kind of one of the cool things about souls games is the boss battles. So it has a good combat system, but then there's just not, it doesn't feel like there's very many types of boss battles and then (laughs) the last boss in that game, just like, it's like the whole design of everything in the game. And then there's the last boss who feels like a wildly different design than all of it, but it's got some cool concepts and it kind of tries to do its own stuff. Whereas feel like code Vein doesn't deviate as much from like kind of a dark souls idea um yeah so uh, that kind of defines my mid tier um i guess another game i could mention is final fantasy 8 um i would put that as a b tier and final fantasy 8 i like the story and this could be personally because i played this game when i was younger but um i like the story of it but the, the battle system can be kind of repetitive and it's just repeatedly summoning your gfs over and over again um but i do like the story and i enjoyed that much of it so what, what about you guys what defines your middle tier
1: um i guess i'll hop in real fast uh for my middle tier starting i guess with c plus i'm gonna go with like mario party 8 which was the first mario party after uh gamecube mario parties okay so like I think Mario Party 6 and 7 were the last two on GameCube. Mario Party 8 it kept, you know, the same style. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a solid it was a solid game. Um but um, but yeah, I would say C+. It's it's not as good as the the GameCube like Mario Party 6, I would say is is probably better. Um
0: You have Mario Parties that you'd rate above a C tier?
1: Uh yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: I don't think I put any Mario
1: Party above a C tier. I, I think any- Mario Party 4 through 6 would probably be yeah, anywhere from uh, B to to A+. Oh, my gosh. So those mini games are really are really good. So, it's not um, even a game. It's just a slot machine. It's not a slot machine. It's a party game. <laughs> yeah, a party slot you machine. You play with your friends. And then
0: this fucking boo just comes and steals all your stars. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just
1: you don't play up. any RNG
0: games. What? <laughs> no what? At the end of the game, Nintendo's like, "Hey, let's roll the dice and see who gets to trade what stars." You
1: just yeah, but it's all about the setup. You gotta set you gotta set yourself up for success.
0: Yeah, yes, I get ten stars, and then some jagweed comes in and just lands on the right space and rolls the dice. Then it's like, "Oh, you're gonna switch stars with this guy," and then I got one star. That's sounds
1: <laughs> like a personal problem you gotta take up with Nintendo. I can't help you with that no it's anyway <laughs> well, let's get away from mario party for before colton gets too upset <laughs> um i'd say b plus for me portal two mm-hmm. and maybe this is because i played it right out of the gate i played it kind of later so it's definitely a, a nice puzzle game very unique um with the portals and obviously the the puzzle problem solving is is really did, um, you play did you play Portal Two multiplayer? Or... Uh, you know, I tried to play with uh my fiance Julie, uh-huh. but I don't think she was like that that interested in it. So oh, I gotcha. we didn't end up finishing it. But
0: um, I gotcha. Because yeah, Portal so... Two is kind of a game designed to be played multiplayer, right? Like that's how I played it. I played uh, yeah.
1: I mean, you there, you can still play single player. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I got it was because it was like uh remastered or it was like one of those game of the year cheapo games i found at gamestop or target or something like that i was like oh i'll I'll pick it up okay on xbox 360. so um yeah um kind of going from there kind of in the middle of those maybe assassin's creed odyssey which was the most recent assassin's creed set in uh ancient greece okay so I didn't start playing Assassin's Creed until the kind of the newer generation of Assassin's Creed, which is like more of an open world, Yeah, which right. I, I, I kind of enjoy more. So um, I know a lot of Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed purists probably hate that, but um, they usually say they enjoyed the older games. But um, yeah, I, I place that to be good, good gameplay, good combat, open world is really nice, um, but yeah so um i'd say that's kind of my middle tier but but yeah um i haven't
0: haven't played any of the new assassin's creeds i've watched some stuff on them and i i don't know i it's like there's so many open world games it's like i I haven't been swayed to step into those
1: yeah i mean i'd say you could even maybe go as far to say that the old assassin creed it's like don't even you can't even square them up next to each right. other, honestly, yeah. because they're they're yeah. kind of totally different games. So, um, yeah, I played it more for the open world kind of um, feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. is a UB, Ubisoft game, so um, it can get pretty overwhelming with the all the tasks and the oh. the, the microtransactions that they throw at you. But, um, yeah. but yeah, um, so. Alright. you yeah. want to go to shoot over Kudrow? Kudrow yeah. Highlight.
2: Oh uh, yeah so uh, i'm actually going to address a question in the chat as i'm kind of going through this because i saw sure. someone ask uh yeah. if uh code Vein is code Vein is kind of hard to learn the controls for and it's like no it does uh it does a pretty good job giving you a tutorial in the beginning of the game which in code Vein is where i i actually place it at a c just a, just a smidgen lower than you colton uh and I mean, many of the things that I would also agree with, I, many of the things that you said are things that I would agree with, like the um, the combat not being as tight is definitely one of my complaints that I had when I was playing through it. Like think, backstabs in particular, I noticed were really inconsistent. Yeah,
0: those are weird. I gave up on trying to do those.
2: Uh, but you know, I the, the story, some of the writing definitely gets a little, little uh, anime tropey, uh, some things that probably if i had played the game like 12 years ago i probably wouldn't have minded or even noticed as much but now that i'm kind of getting older it's like some of those anime tropes just really don't work for me anymore
0: that i laughed at the story most of the time um but that reminds me did you i don't know if there's a way to shut it off but when like i chose what character i brought with me based on how much they talked because they like would say the same lines over and over again and i would sit here and talk back to them on my computer and I'd say nice things to them but <laughs> they, they would just repeat the dumbest <laughs> shit over and over again and I, I should knock it down for that alone i forgot
2: about that <laughs> <laughs> i i guess i did i guess i didn't mind that as much um but i mean this is like what you talked about too like code vein in my has does have strengths like one the thing that i think was the best aspect of the game was its blood code system like Mm -hmm. being able to change your your entire setup on the fly and in addition to um and because they gave you enough upgrade materials throughout the game like you could even have multiple upgrades uh so uh, multiple upgraded weapons so like there was i could experiment with
0: Did uh, you find that system confusing at all like the not the not necessarily the blood codes and abilities in them, but the like armors and like armor ratings and stuff. I felt like I could never figure out. I was like, I don't know what the, they had these numbers on the armors, and it was really unclear what they did or what worked better with what. and then I, I played through the entire game and I still don't think I fully understood what the hell the armor numbers meant.
2: I would have to re look at the game to remember exactly. I do think there was like B plus A, A plus, and then I think like the more you got up, like right. almost but like our, it, a little bit like our ranking system. It, it kind it of, really, uh,
0: it was unclear to me if I was ever getting any better defense. Like I would try to get the higher letters, but I'm like, I don't, I don't really know if this is making a difference.
2: Well, the first problem is is that you were picking your armor for defense and not for style.
0: Oh, that's what I did because I didn't oh, know what the numbers did. So I just kind of picked what looked cool. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the best, best way, way to, play. to play
2: the game. Yeah. Yep. Fashion Souls. <laughs> it's it's a real game.
0: I'm sorry, carry on with your uh, analysis okay. here.
2: Yeah. So uh, C plus, and honestly, I my the more I may even rank this game a little bit higher than C plus. But uh, Witcher two, Assassin of Kings, fantastic story. Uh, the writing for it was really good. I'm mm. I played through it twice just to get both branches of the story. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't particularly enjoy the combat uh which was a lot i'm actually very glad they revamped it in witcher 3 which will appear higher on my rankings but uh but yeah it's like there's just a lot of things that like i feel like you could do but just weren't particularly weren't very useful like i didn't really find like potions and such in that game to be super useful a lot of signs weren't as useful Mm -hmm. but uh but at the very, but for story, but for story alone, and the characters, I easy C plus. Uh, B tier, uh, Neo. N- Neo is an action RPG, Souls like from uh, Team Ninja. Uh, actually, has uh, I think it takes its looting system inspirations from Diablo. Uh, but it, uh, but the I mean the gameplay alone is just super fun. It's probably has the best has one of the better combat systems of any RPG that I've played, and which they even which they improved upon in the sequel, thankfully. But uh, but the problem with Neo is just that it really suffers a lot from lack of weapon from a lack of enemy variety. Mm -hmm. Uh, The storyline I feel like you almost need a (laughs) you almost need like a degree in Japanese history to understand. Uh, Like yeah, like none of the characters were that interesting so to speak but i mean just for like the gameplay and the looting system i mean that's that's really why you're playing neo
0: yeah that one's been on my list of considerations for uh, dark soul or souls likes to try um but i've, I've read that it they can feel repetitive and that's what's kept me away this far but i it's it's possible i'll try i'll probably just end up playing neo 2 at some point honestly
2: i mean yeah i'm actually gonna talk about neo 2 a little bit later but uh well, yeah and then uh and then for B plus, I've put Final Fantasy VII Remake in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. which, I mean, the storyline was really good, minus the little end part, which I, I could have definitely lived without. Uh, gameplay gameplay was solid. It was just a really good game. I enjoyed it. I actually mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to Remake Part Two.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. I haven't tried that one because I thought it was for sure going to get ported to PC at some point, but um, I have. It seems like maybe it won't for a while still. I think it's a
2: timed exclusive for like a year or so.
0: It's been longer than a year now.
2: Let me let me take a look at that. I think it's
0: been significantly longer than a year. Um, So, anyways, uh, we can move on to kind of our what we would rank as high tier games now. So we'll talk about our A tiers and S tiers. Um. I guess I can start it off. So in the A tier, and I'll, I would put um, XCOM Enemy Unknown. And I put that in the A tier because I, I think that's one of the best, uh, like, uh, turn-based um, grid shooters kind of out there. Um, it's a It can be brutally hard. Um, but it's just so fun to have, like, the soldier army and you build your base out and then you send your soldiers on missions. And it, it provides a lot of challenge. Um and it's, it, it just is the best game of that type, I think. Um, and it, it's really exciting to have your soldiers get stronger over time, and then you get, like, a sniper who can sit there with all his abilities. And then you'll have sometimes I would end up with, like, two snipers in the back line with so many abilities that they would just shoot anything that walked out. Until, you know, some enemy came out of the wall right next to my sniper and murdered both of them. And somehow I was supposed to stop that, but (laughs) that
1: happens. Yeah. Then
0: to kind of follow up on that, I would put XCOM 2 in the S tier. And XCOM 2 essentially just improves on XCOM 1 and um, um, really kind of improves on every system in there. Like it has the same, it's very similar in that you're building your your, um, kind of lab spaces for your in-between missions and you're leveling up your soldiers, but it just adds more stuff to upgrade, more variety to your characters to customize um, their abilities and such. And it's it's just a better version, essentially, of XCOM. And I think that that is the the ultimate in that category of like the grid-based kind of strategy. Um, And then I guess for me, the S+, um, two things I would put in the S plus tier. New York style pizza Um, that's that's the best pizza you can get and it's I I wish I could have some New York style pizza right now and all the time, Um, and also fantasy star online blue burst, which is the kind of final complete version of fantasy star online. Um, It's on the PC and that's probably you know it's probably my best game of all time fantasy star online blue burst, Um, but that game is a. it's a looting game. Essentially, you can have up to four people in a party, and you can run through the game. And there's different classes, um, you know, like magic user, sword user, and ranger. And um, there's kind of sub stuff from there, but it's a loot game in the way Diablo is, where you can drop random items from uh, with different stats. And then also the inter- the thing that really kept me going with Fantasy Star is Fantasy Star has drop tables for different items. And each character has a, you make a character and they get a specific color ID based off of a system. Like they have some algorithm for when you put a name and it gives your guy a color. And then that ID determines what drops you get from enemies. And then eventually over time, people had, you could go online and get tables where there was like, if you fight this enemy, it has a one in 264 chance of dropping this item. And then there were ones where there's a rare enemy. So they, they have like rare versions that can spawn, and then there's a drop chance off the rare enemy. So you have to get the rare enemy spawn, and then off the rare enemy spawn, you would have like a one in 10 chance of getting some item. So people would go on like hunts for certain items where they would run certain missions or certain levels because there was, you know, you're basically trying to figure out where you can find the most things. So the addiction to that game was finding all the good gear, kind of like you see in modern MMOs and stuff. but. It was kind of like my first experience with all that. And I to this day, I could sit with four people and just play that game. It's it's just so much fun. And if you went and played it now, the way the controls work for the combat is super outdated. It came out, in, I think the original came out on the Dreamcast in 2001. But yeah, so that, but it's still, I could still sit around and play it. It's a lot of fun.
1: So, you yeah, love it for the kind grind.
0: Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's addicting to me i could i could totally i could sit down and play it right now
1: Hmm. yeah
0: so what about you guys what's your top tier
1: um so i guess on my a i have titanfall 2 which i think is kind of a unique pick Mm -hmm. i played titanfall one and i think it had good underlying systems combat system and kind of ideas but titanfall 2 really kind of for me, it kind of flew under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think it got like the attention it it deserved. But the campaign was really, really interesting and cool. The story was cool. Um, Kind of the unique aspect of the the movement um, that you get with the Titan and then as the pilot um, really kind of took it to the next level for me. And unfortunately, I've I've seen a couple videos now that the servers for titanfall 2 kind of are being <laughs> like hacked all the time by like bots so that right. makes it like unplayable for some reason uh-huh. and that there's this like group of people that kind of they did it to titanfall 1 servers i guess as well that are just constantly attacking the servers and, and destroying the game so um unfortunately um, that yeah kind of has died down a little bit but
0: i like titanfall 1 a lot that was a lot of fun i don't i played like i may have played like a couple of games of two i think one of my friends had it at one point but I never got into two but not because I didn't like one one was so much fun like the, it was very unique like mm-hmm. with the getting in the uh mech suits and then yeah i i, I thought it was yeah. really cool and their their missions were it was a very short kind of campaign thing but they're like missions based around kind of the same like multiplayer game right. that, that was cool I, I had fun playing that game and yeah. I, there's like a cult following for titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. i i believe there was like rumors about them working on something but it wasn't titanfall 2 but they the developer of it um still talks about titanfall 2 occasionally they make reference to it
1: yeah i've seen a few things from respawn as the, the developer um uh-huh. owned by ea but yeah I've seen a couple things they've tweeted out on social media and stuff like that. Um, but I think the major thing that they're focusing on now is is Apex Legends, which is right. like the spin-off game of, of from Titanfall, um, yeah. which utilizes a lot of the guns from Titanfall. Hmm. Um, and that's a really successful um, game now. Free to play. Battle Royale, which kind of has taken the scene by the storm. But, um, but yeah, Titanfall 2, for sure. An A tier for me. Um... Moving up to A+. I think I'm showing my age, but uh, I'd put Minecraft up there. I'd say Minecraft is uh, it's for sure A+. Um, just the simplest, the simplicity of it, and then obviously all the, the, the modding that you can do and all the different um, things that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, one of the top games I've ever played. And I think yeah, it definitely yeah. is a n- nostalgic type of thing as well. I think so. Yeah,
0: if you like building things
1: and like crafting, it's definitely addicting. It's it's yeah. a really good game. Um, also, you can play online, and you can you know make servers, play with play with your friends, all that sort of thing. Um, so definitely up there. Not much of a story, but gameplay I think is it's yeah. very. I wouldn't say very unique, but the way they they went about it and I, and I everything it, kind of yeah. fell into place.
0: It was very novel, I feel like, when it first came out. There's so many other things that have kind of riffed off of it now, but right. I, I don't remember anything kind of pulling off the way they did. The, it, it was simple, but that's kind of what was good about it. Right.
1: Yeah, it was one guy, right, Notch, so. Um, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, when I played that first that game at first, it was like back when it was Java, and you had to like go to right. that website and mm-hmm. pay for it from his,
1: uh, I can't remember the company he had, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's definitely up there. Um, S tier for me, Rocket League. It's probably, probably my favorite game of all time right now. Um, I think it's it's just such a unique game. Yeah. Um, it it takes kind of the sports game and then it makes it almost personal. So instead of you know being Looking down from a third-person view and controlling an entire team, you're now on the field, controlling one, you know, player as yourself to you know, to put the ball into the goal or you know, into the you know, score. Yeah, it, essentially, at
0: this point, it feels like Rocket League has longevity. It's, it's just such a fun thing to sit and play. It's like it's, it really is like a, like a sport, but applied in like a video game. But right. It's I I totally agree with that statement. And I Rocket League for me probably goes between S and F just depending on you know how good matchmaking is that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I the one thing I feel like about um Rocket League is I feel like their their rankings seem to they're weird. I do not I don't understand them. Um but I have a lot of fun playing, but then other times it, the games like I, I don't know how cuz like I'll get a game I'll play one game and I'll have people who can barely hit the ball like just on one team or the other like a couple of them and I'll be like why how are these people ranked here and then I'll go into the next game and I'll have people just aerialing over the top of me and just right. scoring on me and I'm and those people are that's one game to another in, in the, from the same rank um, so sometimes like that it gets frustrating to play 'Cause like I'd like to play more competitive games in it, but when yeah, you, you get like good games in there, it's it's so much fun. I agree. Yeah. Great game.
1: I mean I could I could talk a lot about those issues. I think <laughs> I think it kinda you look at any other ranking system within a game, I think it's similar issues of of just inconsistencies. So yeah, Right. Um I don't think, you know, there's boosting and and all that sort of thing. So um, I think those are kind of common problems. But the reason it's not S plus for me is because it doesn't seem like they, sometimes it doesn't seem like the developers care about kind of taking risks and and moving forward. It seems kind of had to have um, flatlined for me. Yeah, Yeah, stagnated um, for sure. Um, They did release a new game mode, I think two weeks ago. That was, that was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. But it's been really constant, and I'm not sure what they're planning to do. I know Unreal Engine, I think, was it 5, is the newest um, engine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've heard stuff about maybe they are going to just make an entirely new game. Mm -hmm. Rocket League 2, let's say, on the new game engine. Okay. Um, So maybe that's what's taking a lot of their time and energy i don't know but um
0: that'd be cool yeah. make the cars more customizable
1: right there's lots of quality of life adjustments i think they they could make in that game but um they are a small studio even though they did just get bought by, oh, by uh, Sony, epic
0: yeah or yeah
1: epic so. games so um they have a little bit more firepower in terms of funding but um mm-hmm. they're still a pretty small studio um anyway
0: well you might think like they're gonna release another game like like you say rocket league 2 but they probably want to do that so they can just unify it all into epic games. Because right now, like for example, on PC, I play rocket league through steam, right? If you bought it through there, you can play it through. They can't buy it there anymore. Right. I wonder if they're trying to kind of unify more of their
1: system. Maybe. Yeah. I know the, the kind of the, um, what's it called? where you buy the games from like the store, Epic, hmm. Game has, like, Epic Games has their own uh, launcher, right? right yeah, it's called. Launcher, yeah. So I assume that's a big competitive thing with Steam and Epic Games. Ubisoft has their own, like all these different companies have yeah, their own launchers, Apple right? They
0: been pouring so much money into getting people to use theirs. Like right. that's been their whole thing. Cause they're right. giving away all these free games, free games. to get
1: people to install their launcher. Right, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, in terms of S+, plus. Um I kind of have two. I have FIFA 13 and FIFA 14. I think a lot of it has to do with my personal experience. It was probably yeah. the best FIFA games I ever played. Okay. I in my opinion it was when I was in high school, like sophomore and junior years of high school, I just would come home, play FIFA Ultimate Team for hours. And <laughs> it was one of those games that was like, you knew it wasn't like super realistic, but that was part of like partly the reason that you love to play it. It was like, yeah, as these sports games kind of move towards trying to be more realistic it kind of would take the fun out of it. Cause you're like, well, I'm playing a video game. Right. Of course there's going to be some weird, like non-natural things that happen, like, yeah, like that I'll aren't talk- bugs, but that are just like cool. Like, you yeah. know, for example, like a long shot or, or I don't know, just some crazy stuff like that. So I thought that was like the pinnacle of, of um, FIFA games. So, yeah, you know, I, I put that as plus. Um, so okay, I, I think they've only gone downhill from there, but I haven't, well, I haven't picked up a FIFA game in a while. So,
0: I mean, it's uh, it's all changing with the next edition, right?
1: Yeah, they're getting rid of uh, the FIFA mm-hmm. namesake now because yeah, so the so, licensing away?
0: Yeah, FIFA took the licensing away. So are we gonna have a? Is FIFA still gonna try and get somebody else to make a game for them?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think it's just kind of be. Um, FIFA doesn't want to loan it out to one party at a time. So,
0: so. Then because so then EA basically has to go make deals with individual clubs, correct?
1: Yeah. Um which um yeah chat saying it's EA Sports FC
0: is what they're calling. Yeah, it.
1: that's what it's gonna be called. But the the main competitor of FIFA is, is Pez, pro evolution soccer, um, which I believe is Konami.
0: Wait, that hasn't been out in a while though, because Konami kinda stepped away from a lot of video games. They
1: did a fr- they did a free re- their last one was like a free release. Okay. Um and they had contracts. I know they had contracts with a few clubs and mm-hmm. some players, so they were able to get their so, a few likenesses. Um chat gotcha. saying they folded. So um uh, I haven't really followed followed it, but I know they they uh, must have made a, one last so- gasp.
0: FIFA's not trying to do their own thing because I, I mean I know FIFA was asking for one billion for the license, but they are getting some chunk of money before, so they're just gonna zero that out and be okay with that.
1: Um I think they're they make so much money from their ultimate team, which is they've branched out to all their sports games that I don't think they they think that they'll lose it because so many people put put so much money into that game, it's insane. Hmm. but interesting i have to do a little more research i don't know a ton on it so but we will pass it over to Kudro to hear his uh top tier
2: all right um so kind of building off what i talked about in b tier uh a tier i put neo2 uh for all the reasons why uh for all the reasons why Neo, one was great. They improved upon it in every possible way. The storyline story was very personal, mm-hmm. uh, following along these two characters, which I really appreciated. Uh, the systems were the systems were a lot better. Uh, one of the things in uh, Neo, which was kind of both good and bad, is like there was this there's a system called Living Weapon, where you could basically just spam it, and you had temper basically had temporary invincibility, and that you could just hack away. <laughs> whatever whatever you were fighting at the time but they really mm-hmm. balanced it with neo2 uh, okay. other other systems like soul cores and such uh basically like you can like take like when you kill uh demon enemies yokai uh you, you can like uh equip the you they, sometimes they'll drop these things called soul cores that you could equip and then you could like use their abilities mm-hmm. Which was really, which I really thought was cool. They added more weapons to the uh, combat system, uh, particularly with the DLCs, which were which were all really neat. Uh, it's just like kind of like what you were talking about, Colton. It's like you know, after having played uh, Neo Two, it's like I couldn't imagine going back to Neo One just because yeah. of how much they improved right. everything about the game. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, uh, i mean neo the original neo is still a worthwhile experience but like neo 2 is just a fantastic experience
0: i gotcha yeah I, I think i would definitely jump in at neo 2. i don't think i'd play one i'd probably do two i, I might sometime that's probably that's probably the next souls like on my list unless something else jumps in front of it
2: well about to say and then you can you know get get to the grind in that game because you got a ton of stuff to farm for
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i do like grindy farming so maybe <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean a lot of neo's end game is literally just grinding bosses whether it be for like new weapon moves, armor sets, mm-hmm. um it's like smithing texts and such or yeah, that like you can there are people who probably just spend hours on that just farming and grinding bosses. Hmm. Gotcha. Also, yeah, like my other complaints like Neo One like they like enemy variety, there's definitely a lot more enemies are a lot more varied like I could go on, but yeah, Neo Two is a fantastic experience. Hmm. Uh, a plus, which I kind of, I kind of struggled where to put the next one because mm-hmm. you could probably make an argument for S, but uh, I put Breath of the Wild. Um, uh, for and I, I can, I'm sure everyone knows why Breath of the Wild is good.
0: So I guess, I mean, I would, I would, uh, I would put it in the S probably personally um the the thing about breath of the wild to me was always the interaction of the systems and like so many times in breath of the wild i would be playing and i'd be like i wonder if this would work just like thinking about how like and it does it just does i'm like oh that's Mm -hmm. that's awesome like there's just so many cool things and then just uh random exploration in that game is so fun and the only Mm -hmm. other game that's done it is for me is elden ring in terms of that exploration fun like there's just so much fun in the random exploration and stuff like I'll just run around and find shit that looks cool and go mess around with that. And it mm-hmm. I, I just have so much fun with that. And it's it it's hard to even say. And we're we're gonna talk about the Sonic Frontiers um footage, but like when I look at that, it's like I don't know if this really has like the charm. Like there's just there's just something about Breath of the Wild where that exploration is so fun and the way mm-hmm. the, the systems are really fun to play with.
2: I think that's I, a lot of it. And I'd agree with that. I mean, as far as the systems and, go, you know, Breath of the Wild, like the way you can just interact with the environment yeah. is probably among the best I've seen in gaming. There yeah. are re- the only re- reason for me why it's an A plus and not mm-hmm. an S, yeah, is because I felt like because I felt like so I did everything. Like I completed all 120 shrines, the DLC. Uh, I completed Trial of the Sword. Okay. I wanted to go and fighting Gan in full power. I, the one reason for me it's A+, is because I felt like after so long, like, the gameplay loop started to get repetitive. Like, once I you do that. 120 shrines, where it's like, you know, find the shrine, go in, solve the puzzle, get the orb, get the power up. Even
0: like that, I love the shrines.
2: I, I love the shrines. It just start like, the gameplay loop for me started to get a little repetitive, and mm-hmm. I know, like, after, and I definitely felt like after the 120 plus hours or so like i was kind of like i've had a lot of fun with this game but i am definitely ready to be done
0: yeah, yeah. that's that's kind that's a lot of play time though
2: that's also well, true but then when i'm gonna talk about i'm probably gonna talk about a few couple other games on this list where it's like i've had equivalent gameplay time and i'm just like i'm still having fun i gotcha so and kind of jumping into that uh s uh s rank um, i put hollow knight uh for the hollow knight being the uh the uh, metroidvania indie title from team cherry um where it's just got that was really the first metroidvania that i'd spent a lot of time with and it really opened my eyes to the genre Mm -hmm. which kind of led me down a rabbit hole of several other games which i would probably i mean at the absolute lowest i would put b plus so uh but hollow knight itself like you got great character customization through like charm systems so you can experiment with different builds combat is very satisfying mm-hmm. uh bosses and environments are very varied uh the fact that to my understanding the all the environments are hand drawn too just really adds a layer of aesthetic beauty the soundtrack is fantastic um hmm. uh, uh, even like the NPCs, like the NPCs, uh, like I mean, you don't. I mean, interactions are kind of minimal, and the storyline is kind of told in like a Souls-like fashion, fashion where you're kind of piecing everything together, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be through like charm and item descriptions or through uh, the spa- some of the sparse uh, character dialogue. Okay. But everything just works in this complete, charming package, and I, I just love it.
0: I've heard really good things about it. I mean, I, I guess, what's the, uh, is it like Dark Souls, like where you have like some sort of bonfire? Because I know it's a 2D, but is it like Dark Souls where you have like a bonfire and then you go from bonfire to bonfire? Or is it like a, a, you start a level over each time? Or how does that work?
2: You have kind of like the uh, the checkpoint system, uh, except with with Hollow Knight, it's benches. Okay. So uh, your character will sit on benches, and then as you're still kind of exploring the levels, assuming you yeah. have the right items, uh, right. that's all. You'll also need to like sit at the bench so that your character will update the map, uh, the map and such. So that you'll, okay. so then you will be able to see like all the areas you've explored. I gotcha. And such.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, it's what's... on
1: Game Pass, right?
0: Oh, Hollow Knight is.
1: Yeah, I believe it's available on Game Pass. I saw. Okay. Um, I saw I think I saw videos like some of the, the games that aren't triple A games that you should, you know, play off Game Pass and Hollow Knight was, was one they threw out there. So
0: Yeah, that's one I've been I'll have to try that one too. I've been saying for a while I need to. So I'll do that. I'll play play that one kudro
1: Yeah, I mean even without
2: Game Pass though, I the the game normal priced is like fifteen bucks. And will yeah, pick it up then. Yeah, and I got I got like a hundred and I got like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty hours out of it. So
0: I hope I got, it doesn't take me a hundred and thirty hours.
2: Well, so the funny thing is, is like uh, when you're talking about Hollow Knight, they kind of like have the two sections of the game. So you have the main areas of the game
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then you have the DLC, which is the, uh, oh God, what's it called? Um, God Home, the God Home DLC. And that, that took me quite a while to clear through because those, uh, those pantheons, basically you're doing like boss rushes. Oh, and gotcha. then the last, the last boss rush is uh, you're literally fighting every enemy in the game every hmm. boss in the game without a break and it's it's a nightmare
0: gotcha all right so what's your uh what's your s plus tier, Kudrow?
2: uh i put my s plus and i think what right now is still my favorite game of all time hmm. uh would be persona 5. now there, there are things i could probably criticize about persona 5. Um, there, there are some npcs and some confidant quest chains that are kind of bland um uh, but I think when I, but when I consider the whole package, um, the characters, the gameplay, uh, how you had how you really have to manage your time, uh, yeah. doing certain things. So, because like you, so the game follows, like you kind of have like two actions a day where you can like, uh, do dungeon crawling or you can kind of like maintain like your social life as like a, as like a student and such hang out with confidants, but, uh, and so, like, and but you're but you can only really do like two things at once. And then, like, you know, some confidants only appear during the day. Some confidants you can only interact with at night. So it's like you're constantly making these choices of how you have to spend your time, which really creates this interesting balancing act. Mm-hmm. But then, like, uh, the combat system. I mean, combat wise, it's turn based, and it's probably one of the best turn based RPGs I've ever played in terms of its combat system and just its sheer this and the sheer system depth uh story story storylines like i mean the social commentary of the game Mm -hmm. story-wise is something i really respect uh particularly and there are some philosophy comments like it really it really plays around with like the seven deadly sins and how it presents those okay and just and the way that it presents them i think creates a very interesting argument Mm mm-hmm uh for cer for certain aspects um but and then they re and then the re-release with royal which admittedly i still need to actually beat uh but then they've added like new npcs and new confidant chains that are even that are in many ways as good or better than the base game so
0: and royal is a is that like a persona for gold kind of deal where it's like the full game plus
2: Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: Is that so? The Persona Five originally was a PS4 exclusive. Yes. And is Persona Five Royal available anywhere else?
2: I think it's still a PlayStation exclusive. Gotcha. I know. I kept hearing rumors through the through the rumor mill that uh, they were talking about bringing Persona Five <laughs> over to the Switch, but I don't think that ever came to fruition.
0: I mean, remember when they put Persona Four Gold out on PC, and they were like amazed at how good the sales were.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Because um, I played through that one and um I that game was surprisingly fun and the story was like kind of cheesy anime ish, but it was still <laughs> interesting and I really liked the game a lot. So I, I do wanna try Persona five, but I, I'm hoping they'll port it to PC at some point. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah,
2: we'll have to see. Um but yeah, I mean I um between my game time in Royal and uh the original, i am yeah. probably 250 maybe like 275 hours in but wow i know i could still go back play more of that game and just have a blast
0: Hmm. interesting all right well um hopefully that gives everyone kind of an idea of kind of our gaming tastes and our um gaming tendencies i guess um so now we'll kind of We're going to do kind of weekly topics with this show um, and we're planning to kind of cover topical game and entertainment news that comes up that we find interesting and also um, just generally maybe like we'll select topics that we've looked into or interested in that week. And also we're planning to do kind of a group media experience where the three of us are all going to watch or play a particular thing over each week and then we're going to discuss that thing the following week. Um, so, um, this week we're going to talk about, uh, the halo series, um, just came out on paramount plus, uh, I think, uh, two months ago, maybe it started, but all the episodes yeah. are out now streaming on paramount plus and we're, we won't do any spoilers probably beyond the first couple episodes, but we're going to talk about kind of our general thoughts of the series overall. Um, yeah. Do any of you guys have uh, strong feelings on it?
1: I don't have. Strong feelings, but I I can go first. Um, I've only watched I think the first four episodes. Okay, I didn't really have any um, ideas going into it. Mm -hmm. I was I was kind of expecting, or I was kind of not expecting anything um, great. I just kind of sat down to watch it. Um, I'm not a huge Halo gamer. I've only played a little bit of Halo. Um, I've started playing. Um, the most recent Halo multiplayer, so that's kind of my background with Halo. But, um, it was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good or bad yet. Okay. I think I have to continue watching it. Um, okay, so on the fence. But so. I definitely, I was I was definitely engaged in the story, though. This, you know, I still want to find out what happens and, and yeah. all of that. And so, I think if if that continues, then I'll for sure keep watching it. Um, okay. I think they the style kind of is interesting to me. It's kind of, it threw me off a little bit initially watching it when the Spartans came in and, you know, started fighting and and shooting and, and Uh the covenant was there. And, right. Um, so, but right now it's, yeah, like you said, I'm kind of on the fence and so,
0: yeah. And I guess you're talking about that opening fighting scene where like the covenant invades the planet and is like murdering everybody. And then the Spartans show up. And so I, I, what, I guess to me, I felt like that opening sequence really did a great job of, like, setting up who the Spartans were and kind of introduces the elite as, like, invading this. They're, like, they're, it sets up the, like, um, covenant in elites as kind of like a ruthless force that just rolls over. And then at the end, the Spartans come in and it shows you kind of, yeah, the Spartans are actually talked up before. It talks up kind of the badassery of the Spartans. And then they roll in at the end and just fuck everything up. And right. then you kind of also see their uh, emotionless nature at the end, kind of where that he sees the girl and the one survivor and then he just leaves. He's like, all right, right out. and then he just walks away. And I, I thought right. that I honestly like thought that was a really kind of for, for me, like I've played all the Halos except for, I'm only like, I don't know, a third of the way through the newest one. Um. So I, I, uh, like, I'm familiar with the story, but, um, if somebody wasn't, I feel like that opening scene kind of does a good job of bringing people in and I, the, the fighting scenes, you know, they get a little cheesy when it goes into like first person kind of, but at the same time, I appreciate that they're trying something and I don't think it takes away from the overall series for me. Like I, I enjoyed it. And like, I, you know, I I did like that, even though it, like it goes into first person and he does like Halo things, like things right. that happen in Halo, it, it, he does in the series. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, but it's a little yeah. cheesy. But overall, like I I really felt like they did a good job introducing stuff there.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think they kind of set the they set up the story right with kind of how nobody on the planet. You know thought highly of the spartans and then you know the covenant comes in and then you kind of see how they're you know emotionless basically right. super soldiers right that that are programmed to kill essentially and, and and that's about it but um i do if i remember correctly i think it was one of the the art director for halo one two and three kind of said some stuff about how it didn't really fit his vision for halo um, okay I'll have to look more into that but I know he said some stuff about that and then um, also whoever whoever created or is directing the show said they didn't really look, even take into account the games at all they kind of were using their own personal um, I guess artistic yeah. um, style or whatever whatever you want to call it to to Actually, do it
0: I, I I guess I felt like it it definitely had a lot of kind of references to the games like with a lot of things and i think and i'm seeing in the chat here there's a comment um i think the biggest problem with halo was showing chief's face um and then uh they could have hid the actor's face but i i and i've seen that like that's like a problem people have that like you can't show Master Chief's face why is there a human in the covenant and right. i i don't Yes, but I don't know how else you, I, you almost need to make like they're trying to make a good show here and I, I so humanizing Master Chief, I think is part of the thing that kind of starts to make the show good like I, I understand that it's not like the same but I can't be mad at them for because a lot of times he's not even wearing his armor like in this show and right. I, I I mean maybe it's not like the game, but I also do i think it was good as a show and i i think i kind of feel like i'm just happy that it was a good show i kind of feel like if you just had master chief with his helmet on the whole time and he never really talked or took his helmet off i don't know if it would be a good show i really i don't know if that works like it's not the same as when you play a video game
1: right you'd have to go a different direction i
0: i was i was a fan of the way they humanized him, and i felt like they still kind of left him with like in the beginning he had this like these tendencies and, and then you kind of see the development and i right. kind of i like that i guess and mm-hmm. so I, I can't be mad about his helmet coming off because i feel like you almost had to to make a good show
1: right it was kind of a risk they needed to take in order to progress the show essentially to in order to draw people into the to the character I yeah think that's that's a good um analysis
2: i think i'm gonna have to respectfully disagree with it though <laughs> um i mean so i feel like in halo you kind of have the two camps and i feel like for people who are fans of like the games and the books mm-hmm. i can kind of see where they're coming from more with the gripes than you know maybe individuals like us who aren't yeah. as into the halo series sure uh kind of referring back to the chats like you know they could have hit the actor's face like they did with mando Um, So referencing the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things with the Mandalorian is there are only a very couple of key times that you see the Mandalorian's face. Mm -hmm. And again, like it's only very of critical and plot importance that you Mm -hmm. see it. And even then, it's usually only for like a couple minutes at a time. I that and like the man, but the Mandalorian himself is still a very is still a pretty compelling character, all things considered. I don't necessarily think that, you know, the face alone, um, you know, just showing it is not ne- is necessarily going to, like, you know, make all of a sudden mean the difference between what makes a compelling character and a non-compelling character. Yeah. Uh, just to maybe make another point of reference, uh, mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of, like, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the Judge Dredd movie that starred Sylvester Stallone in, like, the 19, uh, I think it was the 90s, the late 90s? Okay, yeah. Oh, that was one of the me. biggest, yeah, I mean, I've never read the Judge <laughs> Dredd comics, but that was one of the biggest complaints people had about that movie was how much time, you know, Dredd spent with his helmet off, yeah. you know, because again, like comics, you know, Judge Dredd in the comics never spent any time with his helmet off, which is part yeah. of the reason why I think the, uh, the remake or the, the next Judge Dredd movie, I uh, forget when it was made, but the one that starred Carl Urban. Wasn't again, that one terrible? i i actually enjoyed it personally yes, I, don't think
0: I watched it i remember hearing it wasn't good but i don't think i ever saw it
2: i enjoyed it for what you it gotcha. was okay. it, it's definitely um uh, it it's a it's huge action um it there were some there were probably some things that they could have done a little bit differently but i mean i don't think it was a bad movie hmm. uh but i uh, i do the the You know, going back to the opening fight scene for Halo, I do think one of the the things that I thought was a little ridiculous, though, was, like, uh, you know, the humans have access to all these weapons, like the turrets and such, that at some point the Spartans are, like, you know, ripping off the hinges and using that to, like, kill, uh, kill elites, which, for whatever reason, were completely unsuccessful in the human hands. Which, you know, I guess just kind of further exacerbates, like, you know, setting up the Spartans as these badasses, but... Did
0: they um, use human human weapons to break the? Was the armor already broken?
2: I no, I think they were using the human weapons to break the armor. If I'm remembering the scene. Correctly.
0: Oh, okay. I maybe so because I took it as like the people in the colony or whatever didn't have the same kind of weapons that the UNSC did, so they weren't they, they weren't useful against the right. elite's armor. That's what I, I assume. I guess I don't know the energy
1: right. weapons, right?
0: Yeah,
2: I might need to go. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch the scene. I, but yeah, I don't. I'm um, not certain. But, I mean just to, but I will highlight though a few things that I did like about the show. Um, I, I do think probably like Halsey is a fantastic character. Um, yeah. I, I think she's very interesting, mm-hmm. uh, particular. And I mean, I know we haven't seen past episode four. I've watched all of season one, so yeah, as well. I will just say like how how she kind of how her character art progresses, uh, I do think is interesting. The relation, the relationship as it evolves with Master Chief and Cortana. Yeah, I I do think
0: my favorite. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. There are, and there are a couple things that I feel like I would have loved to have gotten more. Um, like (laughs) that, I almost feel like the show had gone in the direction of instead. Like there was one comment made, and I think it was when Halsey was talking about Mm -hmm. how Spartans were used for like political assassinations and things like that, and I was like. Mm -hmm. Where's that show? Can I watch that?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess if one's successful, they might build upon it. But um, yeah, I don't know about that. But I, w- I really liked the uh, Cortana character and the interactions with Master Chief. Um, and I liked how Cortana's character evolved, too. Um, just in, like at the beginning when he's, he first meets Cortana and he like doesn't know how to deal with it like it's like he's like confused by it and then cortana is also confused and then the development of that i thought was really cool um yeah i i really i i i kind of liked the humanizing of master chief and doing all that stuff it got a little weird with some of it but overall i really did like the show like i'm interested to see the second season and see what they do with it um yeah, I really kind of liked it. Like, in terms of video game adaptations to shows or movies, I feel like it's one of the better ones I've seen. <laughs> and there's I, a lot
2: of bad ones. I do hope they do something to make the, uh, the Quan, uh, that was that, that girl, Quan Ha, and her planet arc interesting. Because whenever they flip back to that, I just immediately thought, I really don't care. <laughs> about anything happening on the screen right now
0: oh really okay I, yeah not,
2: it's, uh, I, I, like I, I just kept thinking it's like please just please go back to master chief <laughs> okay uh,
0: yeah i i guess in the you're talking about the episode where i think it isn't it like the second episode or i don't I know there's some points where it focuses on the soren was his name right
2: yep soren oh, and sorry. uh kwan ha i think yeah. was the girl's name
0: I guess it wasn't my favorite part of it, but I, I kinda liked all the uh the dialogue and relation interpersonal the relationships between people that it showed. Like I, I honestly felt like it did those well, but maybe that's just the kind of movies and TV shows I like though that make it work more for me as opposed to, you know.
1: I, I think I had the only purpose to me was just to build Master Chief's backstory with, with his friend, right? I think that was probably the main purpose. But after that, like Kudrow said is do you, do you really need it yeah. maybe not i don't know right
0: like, okay yeah i mean I suppose,
1: I suppose i could see that but like i said i've only i've only experienced the first three or four episodes so i i don't know um the full extent
0: yeah i mean for me watching the whole season 1 i would i i would put the whole season 1 i would say uh b for me Torn between B and B plus. Um, I think B. That's where I'd put it. Like I really did enjoy it. There yep. were some things I wish were better. Um, you know, some of it was, seemed kind of cheesy, but overall, I really did enjoy it, and I'm super interested to see the next season. And video game adaptations, like I feel like so many of them are bad. Right. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it.
1: Hmm. Right now, I'm probably at a C. So. Yeah, it it might go up. I'd say it's about average, but like you said, in terms of video game adaptations, it's one of the the better ones for sure. So, yeah,
2: I have to agree with Quinn. I think I'd go about a C. Uh, I can't, I don't think I can go any higher than that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I I feel like a video game adaptations getting a C is that's great. (laughs) I feel like the average for video game adaptations is probably like a D.
2: i feel like the average is on the upswing lately though yeah definitely but
0: i've watched a lot of them over the years and god you just every one of them you go into and it's just like oh no <laughs> <laughs> um okay well so uh we're gonna do another uh group media experience next week um and we're going to be watching indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark and uh yeah we'll talk about that next week um so now we'll move on to some other topics Uh, i see we got a question or in the chat uh video game adaptation is hard but sonic is probably the closest um we we can talk about sonic 2 um so uh, in terms of video game adaptations i would say sonic 2 is pretty good um to me some of it came across as like i don't know maybe for younger audiences which is fine but it was like it was interesting enough for me to watch it. Um, and I, I really liked, like, the Knuckles character. He's probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, I thought Sonic 2 is pretty good. Um, I, I guess it, it, like, is made for a younger audience, I think. And I'm pretty sure it's very successful at that. So I guess it works. And I'll probably watch the third one. Like, I watched the first one and this one. I'll probably watch the third one, too, right. after
1: seeing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say it's for sure, like, a family movie, right? Like, you take your family, go see it. Yeah. Um, Especially for how successful the first one is. I think, you know, they're definitely trying to capitalize on that. And I think they did a really good job at kind of keeping the same sort of humor level and still yeah. making it interesting to watch. So,
0: yeah, I um, think but... where it gets me is like just the cheesy lines, like, like, <laughs> like at the end, like we're, we're a family. And then, like, Sonic uses like the power of family or whatever. Um,
1: but, yeah. yeah, I'd say Jim Carrey does an outstanding job. Like, that man is crazy, but he, he just he oh, plays uh, it so well.
0: Spoiler alert for Sonic 2. We may spoil some stuff here. I, I don't think there's too much to spoil, but...
1: I mean. No, I think it's a—it's kind of an easy plot line to follow, right? Yeah. Yeah, Same I do. sort of thing, hero type of thing. But Doctor um, Robotnik, he's he's a great Doctor Robotnik. He like, is, he's insane. You he, just, he, he does walk. something on screen, and you're like, "What the hell?" And you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's that's Jim Carrey." I, I feel like the <laughs> characters in the movie are very good.
0: Like, I yes. feel like the Sonic character is very good. Tails is fucking annoying, just like I'd expect him to be. <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, yeah. um, um yeah, i mean so i i guess like the most exciting for me was the after the credit scene did you guys see the after the credit scene
1: yep i haven't yep. seen it dude shadow the hedgehog he's
0: coming and he's got okay. eyes and hopefully he's got guns guns like yeah, we have guns. a video game where shadow <laughs> the hedgehog had guns but um the most exciting thing for me about the next Sonic movies, I got to see who's going to play Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: Hmm. Let's have to wait and
0: see. Um, but I am kind of surprised that we've already got Shadow the Hedgehog. Like I feel like that was like they make two more movies, then once numbers start dipping, then you bring in Shadow. Do you think Shadow's going to be on their team by the end of the movie?
2: Undoubtedly. <laughs> Are
0: we going to get be- uh, uh, what is it Rouge the Bat? That'd be a weird CGI model.
1: <laughs> I always forget yeah. how many like uh, characters there are in that universe. All the different animals.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. What big the cat? That weird looking giant
1: cat. There's there's the what the alligator crocodile thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, I, I... sorry, Dad. No, go ahead. I was. No, you the, the Sonic
0: Two movie? Like, I don't know that like it's super memorable like the plot of it i'm not even sure i watched it just a few days ago and i mean it's kind of just basic which i guess it for what it is it's 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 like just you watch it and forget about it maybe and you remember the characters more than the movie
2: Wow.
1: Don't sell it too hard.
2: <laughs> oh, it's also just like what you said, too. I mean, we are we are definitely not that movie's target right. audience. So. Sure. And
0: I I honestly think it's great. Like as a game adaptation, I think it's great. But mm-hmm. I think the characters are the most memorable part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so question in the chat, if if our we gave our halo ratings in terms of video game adaptations, how would we rate the Resident Evil franchise or Monster Hunter? Um, I I imagine you guys have seen some Resident Evil or no?
1: I haven't seen any of them, so oh, right. I, I I'm, I'm I'm out of this.
2: Oh, okay. Have you guys seen? Do you have to
1: handle it? it. No. Oh, okay. Well,
2: the Monster I've Hunter seen... movie actually come out. Yeah, dude, like a year ago. Oh wow. Okay. I <laughs> I need to watch that. So I've watched the
0: Monster Hunter movie and I don't know four of the Resident Evil movies. So. Um monster hunter movie um god i wanted that to be cool and it some of it was like all the references to monster hunter and then like the actual monsters they fought were kind of cool looking but it felt really slow for the first like long portion of the movie and then they would just do dumb stuff like there's this giant fucking diablos floating around outside of this like mountain they're stuck on and they're fighting against each other like really like two like you see another human and then there's a giant diablo's out there just murdering anything that walks on the sand and that and they they fought each other for like a good 20 minutes in the movie and it just you're just like this is dumb and it just felt like the characters were kind of dumb for like a good portion of the movie and then after that shit gets crazy towards the end of the movie they there's like a uh, a rathalos and um it, there was some like cool stuff about it so like if monster if monster hunter is on a streaming service i would say give it a watch but don't expect it to be like a good movie it's kind of just like a i don't know a throwaway action movie like it's a little different because it's got monster hunter stuff in it but i found myself laughing at it a lot of the time just like with the stuff that was
1: happening um, like, like ironically, or I like wasn't was like, well, it wasn't supposed to be funny.
0: Well, I don't know that it was supposed to be funny. But it was just like, <laughs> so, like it was almost like comical. Gosh, gotcha. yeah. Um, from the chat, Monster Hunter was like a visual pleasing movie, but the acting in it was a joke. I would agree with that. Like the the monsters actually looked really good, and some of the fight scenes I was like, it's kind of cool. But then you just laugh at like the cheesiness of the rest of it, and <laughs> so it's it's kind of a good time. I would say drink a couple beers when you watch it it's a good one. Um, the resident evil movies. So, Oh, monster. Hunter. What would I rate monster hunter? And it's a good question. Oh, monster hunter, monster hunter probably falls in a D plus. Probably I'd say monster hunter is a, a D plus for me. Um, then if we move on to resident evil, um, the first Resident Evil movie, I liked when it, like, was, it came out a long time ago. And I watched it one time like more recently within the last few years. And I didn't find it to be as good. I don't know. To, I don't remember it 100%. It's been a few years since I've seen it. But like, I feel like the Resident Evil movie, I would go with... I think that one also probably ends up in the D-plus tier. Like, it kind of is that same where, like, the storyline I remember watching, and it was super cheesy. And I just, it, when I was, like, in my teens, I thought Resident Evil was cool. But um, after that, like, when I watched it, like, more as an adult, I was like, okay, this is fine, but it's kind of cheesy. And the same way most, I feel like a lot of video game adaptations run into that thing where they're kind of cheesy and um i feel like resident evil was kind of a that um and then beyond the first one i'm not sure i can remember the differences between any of them um the one where they were like in the desert and they were on a bus i think it was extinction that one gets one tier higher that one's a c all the other ones you can keep them in the d plus tier so that's (laughs) that's how i
1: nothing to write home about no no Hmm. um
0: anyways so the other uh thing we're going to talk about is the uh, sonic frontiers new game trailer that came out yesterday um i don't know if they've announced they haven't announced a date or anything for that i don't think i
1: believe Um, it's supposed to come out this year sometime but they haven't announced a hard date
0: i gotcha so I think a lot of the first reactions were like, oh, it's Sonic Open World. What are they doing? A Breath of the Wild game? Right. <laughs> um, but I, I guess, what did you guys think watching that trailer?
1: I thought the visuals were pretty nice. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, it did seem kind of bland. Not going to lie. Like, there wasn't much going on. It was, you know, the classic, he runs yeah. fast, he grinds on a pole. he. Right grabs rings he you know does sonic things that's it's mm-hmm. about it he does it in an open world but
0: yeah i thought it felt
2: empty too yep that'd be my biggest takeaway from it they right. there needs to be i need to see more
0: yeah it's and i like you, you know you might say okay well maybe there's more but you're just not seeing it but you would think with the opening trailer they'd want to show you some stuff to like build draw you in. for it yeah
1: right yeah, maybe they just missed like the, the first Sonic movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it just doesn't feel like the open world doesn't look interesting. Like it kind of just looks like a like you took a Sonic Adventure
1: 2 level and you just made it gigantic. Right. And you threw it in the newest engine. Yeah. And called they, it. Like, oh yeah.
0: It shows him doing like some puzzles and stuff, right? And then like doing some stuff where he spins around like a thing and it opens it up and like I don't know, man, (laughs) maybe I hope hope they got some more to show for that, because that's not looking like a strong output.
1: Yeah, I think that's what most of the feedback has been in terms of online commentary and, and articles and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it looks, you know, it looks like they didn't do anything different. (laughs) <laughs> it's up. De- it's updated to like the newest, you know, engines and, and yeah. open world and all that. But they, they didn't really do anything incredibly unique. So, um, yeah, I we will see how I, they respond to that, I guess. I also
0: didn't. I saw him collecting rings and I think that was it. I didn't see anything else get collected. So is right, there, like I feel like they, I want to be able to feed my chows or something and have a chow garden. Then I might be in.
2: There was one other thing Sonic was collecting at like the end of a lot of like ring chains and such, but I didn't really see what it was or what, what it like green ball matter. things. Something like that.
0: I thought the green ball things were like jump points you could jump to while you got
2: oh no not, not the jump points. There was like um
0: there's something else.
2: It was like this uh what was it like this pink yellow colored thing that like Sonic would grab like usually at the end of like uh those jump puzzles uh, or rings or whatever.
0: I gotcha. Okay, so maybe yeah, they're sure. I would imagine there's some other kind of collectibles but um yeah the the big sad thing for me is when i look at that open world what it kind of reminds me of is fantasy star because a lot of the designs in there like fantasy stars made by sonic team uh that's who made the fantasy star game when i look at the open world i'm like oh my god this is like the style of like fantasy star online like you could have made an awesome fantasy star online open world instead you just got dumb sonic here so that's the hmm. saddest thing for me. We could have had a fantasy yeah.
1: star online, brand new <laughs> World game. Instead, we got Sonic. Yeah. I don't know. Um, question from the chat: Do you think Sonic games like Frontiers are outdated?
0: Um, <laughs> for for me personally, um, I don't think I've liked any Sonic game since like Sonic Two. <laughs> um, well, actually, no, I lied. I like Sonic Adventure Two Battle. I liked that one. That one was fun. You could raise Chow's. I don't know that the levels were... The Sonic levels were cool. The levels where you were like Knuckles or Rouge and you had to dig for gems. Um, I feel like those kind of got boring because the gems were in static spots. Um, really, I like to play that game to collect stuff. So I was grinding to raise my Chow's. And then you could get with your friends and your Chow's could battle each other. And that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But in terms of like Sonic games... I don't feel like I had fun. I've like had any interest in any Sonic games Um, like I don't, I don't really have any interest in just playing a 2d side scrolling Sonic, like maybe once in a while for like 30 minutes, but right. not much beyond that.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily outdated, but I definitely think you need to show show something new. You need to really kind of make your own niche, I guess if you're going to do it so yeah
0: there's just especially if you're going open world like there's a lot of good depth open world things out there and maybe sonic has a lot more to show but this trailer did not show me like oh i need to play this i was kind of like oh doesn't look there's much to do here
1: right it seemed more of like a hype trailer like oh sonic's still around yeah
0: like hype trailer they got to have other like uh, like zones in there right because that was like just i feel like show me another zone like give me something more like build some of hype, but I, I don't know i guess we don't know when it's coming out either so yeah, i'm Maybe not sure uh-huh. see some more
2: yeah i went back uh, kind of looking at the trailer right now um the other collectible i was talking about looks almost look like uh if you go to like the the first minute of the trailer right at one minute mm-hmm. it's actually looking like he's collecting a heart almost oh, okay
0: hmm interesting yeah but i guess too early to tell but i'm not excited by that trailer
1: i'd agree i I guess
0: i appreciate that maybe they're trying to do something different but hopefully we see a little more depth to it
1: so yeah it seems kind of barren as of now right right yeah all right well
0: um I think that's pretty much all we have for today. <clears throat> um, you can find me at Boltron City on Twitter. Um, you can subscribe to us on uh, Twitch and YouTube. Um, we'll be doing this every Thursday at 9 p.m. And then uh, the podcast version of this will go live on podcast um, platforms Friday morning. Um, so you can listen to us in podcast form as well. Um but yeah, we'll be doing this every Thursday. We hope to see you again.
1: Yeah, and we're doing what Indiana Jones Raiders Indiana. of the Lost Ark this week. So Indiana Jones, stay Raiders tuned. Lost Ark next week. We're going to discuss that. Um, yeah. See you later. So.